This column first appeared on Broadsheet on March 29th and draws together some of the points I've been making over previous weeks, particularly those relating to Fianna existential crisis and the very dramatic changes it must make, and quickly, if it is to remain relevant in Irish politics. The party support levels are now lower than they were when Martin moved to take out his predecessor. Martin cannot hold the inevitable, but he can still determine his legacy. Much as I prefer not to think about it, it is impossible for anyone with an interest in politics not to see yesterday's Red Sea Sunday Business Post poll as a seminal moment for Fianna Fáil. Ironically, for a poll that will be viewed as a landmark, the movement it records are quite small. I'm sure this is something from which the Taoiseach Neil Martin will try to draw some comfort. Fianna Fáil's latest 2% drop is within the margin of error, and it is not in itself massively statistically important, except it is yet another step bringing the party back down to its lowest ever point. The party recorded 11% in the Red Sea polls before. Last October was the last time. The time before that was, well, never. Its lowest previous Red Sea rating was the 14% of early 2011 that provoked Michal Martin to challenge Taoiseach Brian Callan, saying, I believe that Fianna Fáil must recognise the reality of the current climate of public opinion. I have reluctantly concluded that, in these circumstances, Fianna Fáil must change its leader. End quote. Martin's Fianna Fáil is now in a worse situation than Cowan's Fianna Fáil was back in the day, and that's saying something. The party, by which I mean the parliamentary party, the ministers, the TDs, the senators, are sitting idly by watching the support of MOA. People who, less than a year ago, would have been described as core supporters are now turning away in such a gradual and steady stream that Fianna Fáil is now in third or even fourth place across most demographics. Even amongst the cohorts with whom the party still does best, voters over 65, it actually doesn't do the best. To the remaining small group of Martinites who say that this is just a phase and that such dire ratings are expected when people are so angry over the lockdown and the slow vaccine rollout, but that things will start to change come April or May or June, I say stop it. They were right when they say that people are seething. People are infuriated by the, at the lack of joined up government thinking. They are frustrated by the slow vaccine rollout. They are furious at the months of lockdown while we leave the airport back door swinging open. They are incensed at mixed signals and political jockeying amongst government parties. But their dissatisfaction isn't hiding the whole of government. It is targeted on one side only, fear of all. So the collapse is about more than lockdowns and a faltering vaccination plan. It is not unfair to point out that the people inside Fianna Fáil who are saying things will get better for Martin's Fianna Fáil are the very same folks who were saying last May and June that Fianna Fáil needed to be in government because that was the only place where he could turn his fortunes around and recover from his 2020 electoral drubbing. It is not a view I supported back then. I explained here many times why I didn't agree. But I still accept it was a respectful position to hold. The problem is it was is its, its position that has its origins in a political past that has now long since gone. It failed to take account of what has happened in the decade before and how politics had been changed forever by time and events. There's an interesting parallel situation which helps me make this point. Just after we had our February 2020 election, Israel had its March 2020 election. It was its third election in two years. It has now just had its fourth election in three years, and given how inconclusive that election is being, a fifth one seems a very distinct possibility. By the way, this is not the parallel I'm attempting to draw. In March 2020, veteran Israeli leader Benjamin Netanyahu was fending off a serious challenge from the centre-left Blue and White Alliance, led by former Israeli Chief of Staff Benny Gantz. 
Gantz's broad alliance had a single uniting goal, to put Netanyahu and his Likud party out of government. The result saw Netanyahu's Likud actually gain slightly, rising to 29%, compared to 26% for Gantz's alliance. Gantz had, formed to for- had vowed to form a government that would not include Netanyahu, but then reversed his stance after the election, saying he was willing to join an emergency government to tackle the COVID-19 pandemic, even though that would be under the leadership of the very man he vowed to replace. He and Netanyahu agreed to rotating premiership to last three years, with Bibi going first. It barely lasted one. Within weeks of entering government and doing the very thing he had told voters he would never do, Gantz's support plummeted. His blue and white alliance came apart, seeing its parliamentary strength fall from 33 seats to just eight after the last election. And the moral of the story? Don't go into an election with a firm and clear promise to do one thing and then do the opposite immediately afterwards and not expect to pay a heavy price. Through his role in confidence and supply agreement with the outgoing Fine Gael minority government, was blurring the distinctions and confusing many voters. Micheál Martin still went into the February 2020 election with a clear message. Vote me in to put Fine Gael out. It was explicit. He said it several times over, including at this good-humoured Dublin 8 media doorstep, where Micheál Martin says, quote, The message I've received loud and clear is that people want a new government. They want a change of government. And that involves Fine Gael out of government. That was January 2020. Anyway, so what happens now? Well, not a lot to be honest. To, report, to return to a point I made here some weeks ago, we should not expect to return to what might be termed normal politics while there is some form of lockdown in force, or until the HSE finally manages to put together a sustainable deliverable plan to vaccinate people in large numbers all day, every day. The political fallout from the ongoing decline of Hinefold's fortunes won't begin to find its full expression, never mind its resolution until the parties, TDs and senators meet together in a single room. Then, and only then, will Michal Martin's political faith be sealed. Take it from me, he will not be Taoiseach come 2022, never mind being tarnished in 2023. As I explained two weeks ago, it is quite possible that Leo Varadkar won't be tarnished in 2022 either, but that's a separate, though not entirely unrelated matter. Yesterday's Sunday Independent interview with Justice Minister Helen McEntee will have made for most interesting reading in Greystones and other parts. Michal Martin will doubtless put a brave public face on the latest poll slip and discount its significance, just as he has discounted all opinion polls since that January 2011 one that spurred him into action. But he's also been around politics a long time. He understands political momentum and he knows that this is only going one way. Yes, he holds a considerable advantage of incumbency. He has control over how internal, internal elections are run, particularly when they are run virtually. But that can only hold the dam until his parliamentary parties can meet in person and do what they are going to do. Curiously, this is where the hope for his remaining leadership lays. Once Martin has come to terms with the reality that his time at Taoiseach is finite and can be measured in weeks, maybe months, he might finally do what people have been asking him to do for months lead. Unburdened by possessing the urge to please many but the knack of only pleasing a few, he could seize the reality of being leader of a party whose support can still fall further and tell people that he sees what they are enduring. He can tell them that he knows they are struggling to cope with the months of continuous level 5 lockdown and that he will change the regulation to reflect the lives they are daily living, not the ones that theoretically exist in Nefket's modelling. He could even go further 
and announce a move to deferring second doses along the lines I've suggested here before and thus allow a seismic speeding up of the vaccine rollout. The alternative is to just sit tight and imagine that everything will somehow sort itself out. By the way, some political situations do resolve themselves. Watching your political support fall to Leckhardt Road, however, is not one of them. Besides, the HSA has already called exclusive rights on the it'll be all right on the night approach. The Taoiseach will not be facing the voters again as a political leader, but he understands history and knows that he has only a a remaining few weeks to secure his place in the history books. It is in everyone's interests, not just his party colleagues, that he takes that opportunity and soon. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast and I will see you after the Easter break. Goodbye.